0: This is a podcast from Rover.
1: Rex, the Sunday edition. Well, it's been a hell of a week weather in the North Island, uh... You know, in the leafy berms of the Sinhalia's, of Auckland, it, has, it actually has been some of the heaviest rain and thunder and carry on. But, you know, rain, storm, lightning strikes, tornadoes, you name it, it's happened and it's hurting farmers at a pretty important time of the year, uh, especially trying to get crops in the ground. Now, one of those farmers is a, a good friend of the show, former Kuiper Mayor Jason Smith, who joins us now. Uh, g'day, Jason. You've had to you've had to make some pretty tough decisions around uh, your maize and the like uh, in the last few days.
0: Yeah. G'day, Hamish and Bex and everyone. Uh, look, yes, uh, for us in Northland, uh, we've got a really critical situation with the amount of rain that's fallen, and uh, on our farm, we've had to make a, a very big call not to plant the second half of our maize crop, and that's maize for grain. And we're talking about thirty four. Hectares out of an 86 hectare block. Uh, and this is simply because of the amount of rain that's fallen in the last month. And what I'm hearing from the uh, seed reps is that there is only 40 to 50% of the maize across Northland, so that's from Wellsford to the top of the country, has even been planted so far. And uh, more importantly, Uh, There are several farmers who have not been able to get any of their crops in the ground, and the window in which they can do that is running out. What's the the domino impact of this for those farmers, Jason? And what will you do with that thirty odd hectares that you haven't planted? Do you have a plan B, or you know? So, so the the, so I'm talking with some of the very best agronomists across Northland and getting the very best advice and literally people are saying to me leave it alone don't do anything the risks now are so great and I'll give you the extra bonus risk here in Northland and this is, this is really news at the end of, end of this week and this weekend alright, is that we have fall army worm in Northland Oof. And so that, of course, attacks a maize and corn, and it's in the sweet corn uh, near Kaitaia at Ahipara. And so, yeah. and, and, and so this important new pest, which has the capacity to like, wipe out maize and corn crops, uh, is an extra challenge in what is already, just from a rainfall uh, sense, a very, very challenging season for us and so you literally end up going. Gee, the risks are really stacking up now. And so to find a plan B is a real challenge.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, just give me a little bit of uh, insight into that full army worm. Uh, you know how how dangerous and how quickly does it spread?
0: Uh, so you, you can, the, the 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 experts at MPI right now are uh, are indicating that three generations of moth, eggs, moth, eggs, moth, eggs, caterpillars, moth, eggs. Three generations of that in any paddock of maize would uh, completely destroy that crop. Wow. So farmers have to be incredibly vigilant. The real, one of the problems with fall armyworm is that a moth comes along and she, instead of laying one egg on a plant, she lays 150 in a bunch and then flies on to another maize plant four meters down the row and lays mm. another 150 mm. eggs and then lays another 150 eggs. So you have this rapid multiplying effect, which then also, uh, as I say, three generations of that has the theoretical potential to absolutely destroy uh, the crop 100% because fall armyworm will eat corn, sweet corn first, but then maize mm. second, and then once it's eaten all of that, it'll just then turn its sights to something else. It could be neemal palm trees, or it could be, you know, uh, tomatoes, or it could be absolutely anything. And we haven't really had a proper incursion of this in New Zealand yet. So there's a surveillance program that's underway with MPI right now, uh, and, and I'm involved in that as a maize farmer from the rural Waidargable area uh, in that surveillance program. But right now there's kind of no plan for that we can see if there is actually um, certified evidence of those uh, caterpillars being in the crops. So would this have to have come from outside of the country? Uh, yeah, so fall Army worm has uh, travelled the world uh, in the last uh, six years, and uh, these moths are really large, and so they've blown across the Tasman Sea from Australia. It's as simple as that. It's just like myrtle rust. Uh, oh, okay. Blew across the Tasman. We're mm. close enough, you know. We're right. in this kind of little set of islands that are just bobbing away mm. here. Mm. You know, on our own we think, but it's close enough that these things can blow across the Tasman, which is what has happened with these caterpillars that that are that are big caterpillars, uh, big moths. They're not little little moths. So. Mm. Uh, they didn't come in, you know, in, in someone's uh, apple in, in their, you know, luggage. Right. They, they've literally flown across the Tasman Sea. And we are the last country in the world uh, to actually get full army worm.
1: Yeah. Okay, lots uh, Lots uh, more to come on that and uh, keeping a, a close eye on that and, of course, the weather, which is causing you so many problems up there, Jason. But uh, changing tack slightly, uh, you put your hand up to be selected as the National Party's uh, Northland candidate. Uh, tell us a bit about that.
0: Uh, uh, yes, so as uh, a sheep and beef farmer uh, and uh, also as a former mayor uh, and as a... Uh, Someone who's very much watching what's going on with New Zealand uh, right now. Uh, I put my hand up for the selection process for uh, the National Party for Northland. And just uh, at the end of the end of last week, uh, we had Christopher Luxon in Kaitaia and the Bay of Islands uh, with the. Uh, community here, public meetings uh, and the reception was really, really warm uh, for that because the message uh, uh, in the community here in Northland, people are very, very concerned about the direction uh, that New Zealand is headed in right now from an economy perspective and certainly the agriculture community of course regarding agricultural emissions the regulatory environment that's coming towards Farmers and everyone working on the land, the pine tree uh, incursion, if you like, that's covering the landscape, uh, and certainly for us here in Northland, that is a real, real challenge and community concern for uh, for this part of New Zealand.
1: Hmm. Okay, so when do you when's that uh, when does that vote take place? So the selection
0: for, uh, for Northland uh, takes place uh, between January and March next year. So it's actually March the 20th, uh, oh, yeah. March the 19th, 20th, that there will be able to be a public announcement once the uh, delegates uh, have made their decision. The voting delegates, the Northland National Party has 1,500 members. It is the largest membership base of any of the nation, of the electorates in New Zealand wow. for the National yeah. Party. So yeah. it, it's a really really strong and important part of, of New Zealand and a very important part of New Zealand's economy as we look forward, especially the agricultural economy.
1: Absolutely Jason, absolutely. Well we hope that we're going to we will we'll be calling you sort of late March uh, t- and a- a sort of in a, in a better state of affairs in terms of, you know, not having half your maize in and this terrible fall army worm and some of the challenges that you're facing right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, uh, look, I'm uh, absolutely uh, happy to be leaning in and and uh, contributing here. And there's a, a lot, a lot going on. And, you know, as uh, for everyone out there, it's like, keep, keep going and, and keep fighting the good fight uh, as this extraordinary spring and summer rolls on. Yeah,
1: outstanding. Thank you very much. That is a former Kite Premier, uh, Jason Smith, of course, a farmer up there in that part of the country, and now, of course, is standing as a candidate for national uh, for the uh, hoping to win the candidacy up there, the Northland area. Uh, that's quite remarkable. 1,500. Members of the uh, National Party uh, who will have the the decision there, Bex. It's very strong in the north, eh?
0: It would seem so. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, what did you say yesterday? That the old days he used to be able to put a blue ribbon round a hunter way or something, and well, be they there. they used to
0: yeah. say you could tie a blue ribbon on a drover's dog.
1: Tie a blue ribbon on a drover's dog.
0: Call it national, and it would win.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not the case these days, but I suspect uh, a good man like Jason Smith uh, would be a very worthy candidate and. Yeah, I don't think I'm being too much of a Nostradamus or a rocket scientist to suggest that perhaps uh, in most uh, farming quarters of New Zealand, National will come through with uh, flying colours in less than uh, 12 months' time. Uh, let me uh, give you the tip. Next up, uh, Beef and Lamb NZ CEO Sam McIver joins us now, um, and we're going to have a look at their uh, their submission that was put forward. Um, in terms of the emissions pricing system. So Sam McIver next here on the show.